Well, hello everybody, this is Jackie Rom, and you're listening to The Life of a Crime Novelist. And this is going to be a teaser number two, where I tell you a little bit about me, hoping that you will be so fascinated that you will tune in every Friday to listen to my podcast. So today I thought I'd have uh, a little chat about how I started writing and what was kind of the first things I wrote. So I, I can't actually remember when I started writing because I've been writing all my life. I used to write poems when I was younger. I used to go into, I'm really competitive. And when I think about it now, I used to go into poetry competitions and things like that. And I've got books where I've uh, written these poems. And now looking back at them, um, they were, I must have been a teenager, and they were all about wanting to grow, grow up and wanting to know more and wanting to be an adult. So, of course, you know, when you get to be an adult, you want to uh, throw back the years a bit and go back again. But so poetry probably was um, a great love of mine. I used to love Pam Ayres, uh, and her poems, I just thought, were fab. They were really quite simple but effective and I love them and still today I'm quite happy to write uh, comedy poems. And then um, when I was 17, I don't remember what made me do this, I decided to write my first play. Actually I think I do remember why. I was, um, I wanted to be an actor from very, very young but my parents, although they sent me to acting classes I wanted to go away to full-time boarding school or something like that I just wanted to be an actor well actually I wanted to be a director but anyway I thought being an actor first then I could become a director but my parents said no you've got to get a proper job and um and so I did lots of acting classes I took drama exams And I remember going to classes at the local library. I remember that clearly. And then I had a private um, drama coach where I did my exams. And I loved every minute of it. But um, I got to about 15. And still, I must have wanted to be a director from the time I was about 12 or 13. And I have no idea why. And I remember at 15, you used to have to go and see the careers advisor at school and they would help you get a job. So it was my turn. I even remember sitting outside waiting to go in. And when I went in, she said, right, what would you like to do? And I said, I want to be a director. And I still remember all this word for word. And she said, don't be ridiculous. Go away and think of something sensible. So it lasted about 10 seconds. So I went away and then the competitive side of me uh, took over. Now, I have no idea how I came up with this idea or came up with this information because this is before the wibbly wobbly web. And uh, I went back the next day and said, right, I've decided. And she said, "Okay, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to be a makeup artist. Now, oh, she said, that's good. And then she said, uh, and where are you going to train to do that? I said, I'm going to go to the London College of Fashion. 
don't ask me how I knew about the London College of Fashion. I don't know. It was. I think it's because it was the most prestigious place to go in the country, so I wanted to go there. And her answer was, well, you'll never get in there. <laughs> and I remember thinking... If I become a makeup artist, that will get me onto a film set, and from a, from there I'll become a director. I have if this is you know the thoughts of a of a teenager, and I had no idea how I was going to make the leap. But um, I did get go get to go to the London College of Fashion. I did really well, very very quickly. I became I told you I'm competitive, and I ended up um, I was good at it, and I ended up on a show team and I ended up competitive hairdressing like you see, you see sometimes on the documentaries it's exactly like that and I traveled around the country and I came I got to about number seven in the country junior stylist and then by the time I finished the college I got poached to work for a big company and by the time I was 20 I was managing salons but I never stopped teaching drama. I used to do it on the side. And that's how I wrote my first play. Oh, that was a long way round to that story. But the first play I wrote was called Another Mouth to Feed. And it just tells you how life goes in a full circle. Because in this play, I still know, I'm still friendly with all the people that were in the play. And it was a story, it was a musical, not original songs, I put in, you know, songs of its time. But it was a story about a family who worked so hard they needed a nanny. And when the nanny turned up, it was a man. And all the the wife's friends fancied this man. But at the end of the story, the, the twist was that he was gay and ran off with a man. And, well, it, the funny thing is, in this play or musical... Uh, was a friend of mine called David Hahn. And now, oh God, let me think how many years later is it? 40, yeah, 40 years later, he is now my agent. So talk about swapping roles. So a big shout out to uh, Dave Hahn from Celeb Agents, who works very hard uh, and uh, looks after lots of people. And... Um, and yeah, to talk about a turnaround. So it's really interesting. And I've got lots more stories like that. I do like to tell a story because basically as an author, that's what you do. I'm a storyteller, whether they're real or made up. And, uh, and I have both. So I will be uh, letting you know all about my life, how my stories are compiled, how I research and as we go along, some little tidbits from new books. I get asked, you know, all the time, you know, who's going to die, how many people and what's happened to this character. So I might let you into a few secrets. So don't forget to tune in to The Life of a Crime Novelist every Friday. I look forward to uh, for you listening. Speak to you soon.